Welcome to Two Songs, One Couple, where a geeky metalhead husband swaps songs with his nerdy country girl wife. Grab a drink, get comfy, and join us on our musical chat. So someone hit us up on Twitter. Yeah? Well, his handle is Historian Tibbs. Hello, Historian Tibbs. Hello, and thank you for listening, Historian Tibbs. He asks, Hey, two songs, one couple. Who starts cheating in the song Escape? Open parentheses, Pina Colada song. Close parentheses. <laughs> I know Jimmy Buffett did it, and this cover is pretty famous, but the original... Uh, oh, it's a cover? Yeah. Oh, shit, I didn't The original is the one we heard in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Yeah, they played the original version. Rupert Holmes. Rupert. Sounds like ice cream. What the fuck? Ice cream is a Rupert. (laughs) Okay, what does Rupert ice cream taste like? Imagine it's like a dark dark fruit, (laughs) date, fig, raisin. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a raisin in my brain. There you have it, the Rupert fruit. (laughs) Raisin in the brain. (laughs) So if it's not obvious, I pretty much run the social media accounts. So my dumbass is like, I don't know. <laughs> I brought it up to my wife here and she knew immediately what the song was about already. And I was like, oh man, I'm so dumb. I always <laughs> thought it was just about a dumb booze song that people play on cruises. Well, it's because if you only listen to the chorus, then yeah. Tell us all, what is this song actually about? So it's about a couple who's been together for a while and are getting past the stage of butterflies. They're now into the, like the more mundane-ness of relationships and they're looking for something to like spice it up a little bit that's outside of their current relationship. So they're essentially each trying to hook up on Grindr before Grindr even existed. So this is like old school hookups here, guys, where you actually have to post it into a newspaper and then wait for the next day. <laughs> <laughs> to read it and then wait another day or two to see if anybody replies. I like your uh, use of Grinder. That's a niche dating app, but it is a dating <laughs> app. So, so it works. Well, it's like, it's not really a dating app. It's a hookup app. Okay, I guess Grinder, but like, what do you think about Tinder and Bumble? Oh, I think yeah, I could have said actual... Tinder. I forgot Tinder. Dating apps, but yeah, Grinder is a little more hookup-y, but I've never used it. Okay, so it's before the days of a dating app. Such as the Grinder and the Tinder and the Bumble and E Harmonies. Farmers only. <laughs> yeah, so the chronology of it, at least in the song, it starts off with the husband thinking about getting some side piece. And so he goes to the newspaper and sees an ad and, oh, this woman loves pina coladas. This woman loves, was it dancing in the rain or singing in the rain? What's the. Getting caught in the rain. Getting caught in the rain, sorry. So she lists a bunch of things in her ad and he's like, I like all these things too. Hey, Let's hook up. And then eventually they do a settle on a meeting place and they see each other and they're like, oh, you're the one that I'm cheating on you with. <laughs> and then apparently they have a great night realizing that they have more in common than they thought. I don't know if it's... Is that it? No, I don't think it's realizing that they have more in common than they thought. I think it's realizing that they were both a little bored with their relationship. And I don't understand how they couldn't be mad at each other right wouldn't you be pissed that like you're cheating on me i would be super pissed okay so we've often joked about hey we should start a match.com profile (laughs) and see if we link up yeah just naturally okay so in this instance who do you think is the one that starts cheating if you had to choose the easy way out is just to say both if you had to assign 
one party to blame. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, that's a tough one because I do think it's both of them. But I guess it would be whoever puts in the ad to the newspaper first. If it was the woman who put the ad in the newspaper, then I would say her. True. But he could have been thinking about it even prior to her newspaper ad. And that brings up another question. When does the cheating actually start? When you stop thinking about it and you take an action. So the action would be the wife putting in the ad. Yeah. And so his action wasn't until afterwards. Yeah. Which was responding to the ad. So she entrapped him. But does just putting the ad out there, is that considered cheating? Because nothing has happened yet. Well. I know it's the step towards it. It's cheating. Like, where's in, the line? Yeah, it's cheating in their mind and their heart, right? Yeah. So at that point, you might as well just break it off. Yeah, you haven't kissed another or you haven't physically cheated. But I feel like emotional cheating is worse than physical cheating. I don't know. They're both pretty shitty. Well, it's like, how do you have a physical cheating without the emotional cheating? You can have physical relationships without the emotional part. But then that means that you've lost some emotional connection to the person that you're with. Mm -hmm. The hard part is coming to terms with the fact that that person has lesser feelings than you do. That's true. Yep. That's a good point. We have a definitive (laughs) winner, right? The wife is the one that started cheating here is our conclusion. But if you disagree with us... Hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know. Intriguing question, sir. Thank you for sending that in. Historian Tibbs, thank you. Interesting topic. Okay, let's go on into the episode. What are we doing? Yeah, what song did you give me? I gave you a song by Heilung. The song is called Troust from their 2019 album Futha. They're made up of various European members. Members from Denmark, members from Norway, from Germany. Heilung is a German word meaning healing or cure. The type of music they play, they describe it as amplified history. Hmm. It's essentially like folk, old Norse and European folk. Mm-hmm. So you would consider this metal because they're Vikings? It's like a precursor. <laughs> I never said it was metal. No, I'm just, I'm asking. I guess I should ask it. Would you consider this metal? No, I wouldn't say it's metal, but I would say it's metal adjacent. A precursor to metal is probably a better way to put it. A lot of metalheads may like music like this because you'll find it weaved into a lot of the Scandinavian heavy metal that exists today. So all the traditional folk music mm-hmm. and folk sounds make their way into the modern Scandinavian metal in very subtle ways and sometimes in overt ways. Yeah, I can see that. Before I continue, what did you think of this song? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> in the beginning, I thought you were trying to trick me. because Trick was... <laughs> you? Like, what do you mean? 
It starts off really nice and pretty and it has those bells. So I'm like, okay, but I don't want to turn it up too loud because <laughs> I, I feel like it's going to come out with some crazy loud metal really soon. And then it just never got to that. So I was like, okay, it's not a trick. This is setting the scene for the song. But I think overall it was pretty cool. There were a few things that I thought could be better or that I was a little disappointed in. Well, let me start with the beginning again. So it starts off with bells and then this weird, I want to say didgeridoo starts like kicking in. What? I think it is some throat singing on okay. in a loop. That was my second guess. And then my third was a fucked up guitar. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do not use didgeridoo at all because they're not Australian. So that wouldn't make sense, right? Do Scandinavians do throat singing? I thought throat um, singing was more of like a Inuit Alaskan indigenous thing. But there's also um, Tuvan throat singing. It kind of exists across the world. But as far as how it exists in European, I don't know. I put my trust in their historical accuracy, at least with some of it. Some of the instruments they use and the imagery that they use. And they do use electronics too because mm -hmm. that sound is on a loop, right? Yeah. Hidden beneath all the old ancient looking instruments, there is some electronic portions to it. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. They, they need electronics so everyone can hear it in the concert hall. Yeah. Are they trying to be truly historically accurate or are they just inspired by the historical folk music? At least some basis in historical accuracy. I see that, but it also sounds like they want to be flexible enough to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. The amplified version of yeah, that, right? that. Yeah. It's hard to take out the modern influence yeah. once you've heard it. And none of that stuff was recorded, really, right? Yeah. I mean, this is too long ago. They didn't have fucking tape recorders out there. So people only know about how it sounds. I guess they just pass it down mm -hmm. to generations by memory people remember how it sounds mm -hmm. so on and so forth passing yeah. down the lineage so. so the throat singing slash weird didgeridoo was really cool the whole song starts off very hypnotic and meditative with the bells and the throat singing and mm -hmm. then it builds to like this chanting and then it kind of goes back down to the way it started it's kind of cool it's kind of cyclical like that mm -hmm. i like the male chanting and the stacked male voices don't like the female when she starts to chant I don't know why. Maybe her tone or something about that is just not my favorite. It just doesn't sound quite right. And then the other thing that just didn't sound quite right were the drums. And I was really disappointed. What was wrong with that? They just, they sound really sharp. The drum heads were too tight. There wasn't enough like bass in it. Like I wanted like a really big boom, especially in folk music. Usually the drums are like driving it. I want to hear some bass. Like I, I want it to be like boom. It's barely there. And I just, I just want more of it. Okay those two things like the drums yeah i understand the drums singer. i understand the drums not feeling that heartbeat what's wrong with the way the singer chants is it how is her voice too pretty for it or is her no. voice too high it kind of sounds like is a half singing half chanting yeah whereas the male chorus felt a little more chanty it was definitely full-on chant and it was stacked so i get what they were trying to do where it's kind of this call and repeat thing right mm-hmm one reader reads something and then the audience will like respond, right? Yeah. It's kind of that situation. Yeah. It just gets lost with her when she takes it over and takes the lead. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, but it did feel like it was half in, half out. So maybe it is the thing where she's like part singing, part chanting, and she just needs to pick a lane and choose one. Uh -huh. Maybe she just needs to fully commit to the chant versus making it pretty and sing. I don't know. It was hard for me to pinpoint why it bothered me, but it bothered me. 
Hmm, interesting. So I'm Vietnamese and my family is Catholic. A lot of the prayers that we have, it's very reminiscent of this. Yeah. This is probably why I chose this song because it, it reminds me of that in a way. It's very uh, spiritual. Yeah. Right? It's a similar situation where it's like a call and response chanting and mm -hmm. all of the prayers have a kind of a melody to it. Mm -hmm. Even though they're not necessarily singing. So I can see why she wouldn't necessarily just full on chant. But would you rather she do like flat? No. I mean, even with the male responses, they're singing. It's just a chant. They are the ones that are the flat single note. And she has up and down. They're like. Oh, yeah. Maybe. But her is like. And there. That's why it's more chanty for the male chorus because yeah. they're only doing one note and she's doing several. Does that bug you that it doesn't match? I don't, it's so hard for me to explain. I know why. it's really hard to explain why you don't like a thing. Yeah. It's easy to explain why you love something. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Otherwise, I thought it was a cool song. All right, so the lyrics they sing in a big mix of languages. German, English, Gothic, Old High German, Icelandic, Old English, Proto-Norse, Proto-Germanic, and Viking Age Old Norse. Jesus. Yeah, that takes a lot of brain power to write then. I mean, writing is hard enough, and now you're going to mix in multiple languages and old, and then, old, old languages. And then to sing it. This song is just, apparently it's in German, or Old High German, and Old Norse. Like you said, it starts off with the singing. And then the entire middle section is what you said, where it's prayers and incantations. I think there's a total of, what, nine or ten of them? Nine. There's a total of nine of them, and I think it's a prayer to nine different gods. They stop naming actual gods, and they just start, it looks like, elements. Yeah, wind. The sixth is about storms. The seventh is about earth. Yeah, all the responses are the same. I wash off the hatred of my enemies and the theft and anger of rich men. That's nice. I think it's just a series of prayers to wish well-being on the tribe. I would envision that the writers are praying for their community. So maybe it's whoever's in the audience who's listening, their yeah. band members, that kind of thing. Yeah. And it harkens back to some spirituality and praying for a Viking community. But I don't think we can truly say it's supposed to be that because you can't take it out of the modern context. Like it's not something that was passed down from an ancient time period. It's just inspired by that. But as far as we can gather, just by looking at this translation, which I don't even know is even accurate, what it looks like to me is just a bunch of prayers, wishing well, being on the tribe and fellow man and to escape bondage from oppression and slavery. That's my interpretation. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that. It looks like it. I imagine being around a fire. Yeah, that would be nice. And like, it's the day before a battle. There's this uh, prayer going on, you know, it's to wish all the soldiers good luck and so on and so forth. And then immediately after this song or immediately after this prayer would be the orgies and the drinking and the, <laughs> the dancing. And then you go off to battle the next day. That's ah. how I picture this band anyway. So what would you rate this out of five didgeridoo throat singing <laughs> doodads? Um, I'm going to give it a three. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sad day. Okay. Three out of five. Yeah, I've heard things going round and round, running through this town like a two-lane. Yeah, I heard them say, I never loved you. Found someone new, gave up too soon, but that's half the truth. One point of view You can be the hero I can take the fall If that's how your story goes Say it's all my fault Whatever helps 
What do we have next? What'd you give me? So mine is very different from yours. <laughs> As usual. So I gave you Villain by Lily Rose. It's her breakout single that was released in late 2020. I chose this because this is, it's pretty catchy and I like the song, but also I think it's representative of the new wave of pop country mm-hmm. that is very different from the older pop country that we probably grew up with where it was more like Shania Twain and Faith Hill and this is definitely a different type of pop country that really blurs the line so I wanted to get your opinion about it yeah it's quite different from <laughs> uh, Carly Pierce song that we just did yeah that was more similar to the older pop country yeah when I heard this, I didn't think country at all. Right? I actually heard this on a top 40 station. And then I heard it the other day on the country station. I was like, wait, what? So did you even know, <laughs> the first time you heard it, did you even know country? No, not at all. What makes this country? Why does country want to claim this as theirs? Yeah, right? I think that's a big question. I don't know. I get the feeling that country is trying to improve their image by, hey, look, we have a black guy. Yeah. There's Darius Rucker. <laughs> Check it out. We're we're progressing. And well, then it's, I don't even know. There's what. another brown guy and his name is Kane Brown. <laughs> brown guy named Brown? Yeah. And he's actually more along the lines of this where it's very pop heavy. Yeah. Or even, dare I say, hip-hop heavy. Oh, shit. Didn't they even try to, like, say, like, oh, Lil Nas X, that's country. He's country. Oh, yeah, they totally try and claim Lil Nas X as country. And, you know, but are to they be... st- still saying that with his most recent song and video? Probably not, but his Old Town Road, that song is recognizably country-influenced, if not full-on country. Whereas with this song, you're kind of like, that's mostly pop, maybe with a little bit of country. Uh, I right? don't know. Because even the drums, the drums are electronic. Yeah. There's some acoustic guitar. Yeah. I think there's piano in there too. Very subtle. Yeah. So what could you pull out of this that's country? Is it her voice? If she toured with like Tracy Chapman, this would make sense. I would see those two together. Yeah. They're complimentary sounds. There we go. Yeah, I would never call this country in a vacuum. Right. Like, could you see her opening for Blake Shelton or Miranda Lambert even? Right, some of the younger, more modern country. But I would just kind of think, oh, hey, cool. The country artist brought a pop artist with them. Yeah. Which happens. I agree. Where the headliner will bring an opener that's different. Just so you're not listening to the same three artists in a row or whatever. Yeah. They could be similar, but different enough. Yeah. So I guess it could work. It would work, actually. Well, first of all, I wouldn't be at a Blake Shelton concert. But (laughs) second of all, I could see it. If I asked you. (laughs) I could see it happening. It's just like, okay, that was a pop. Well, I don't know what her live show is like. Maybe it's different. And I don't know what her other songs sound like either. Supposedly, this is a little slower than what she usually. She doesn't even have an album out yet, right? No. um, This is just her, like you said, her breakout single. Right. I don't know if this is indicative of what she really sounds like or if this is just her pop breakout single because she didn't write this on her own either. She has two co-writers, Kyle Clark and Mackenzie Carpenter. So I wonder if originally this could have been very country sounding, just all acoustic guitar and voice or something like that. Totally. And then in swoops in the song doctors and say, this is going to be a pop song (laughs) and we're going to make a big star. It could have happened, but I don't know. I would like to hear more from her to find out if this is really indicative of her sound. I like the song. I like it enough to share it with you and to Mm -hmm. see if you're going to rip it apart. Mm -hmm. I like 
like that country is starting to become a little bit more inclusive of things that they previously were not. So like a little bit more synth poppy, a little bit. Oh, synth. That's interesting. Right. You hate that shit. I do hate that. And why do you like this? I didn't say I liked that part of this, but I'm saying that I like the movement towards a little bit more inclusivity. And especially with Lily Rose, where I was struck by how her look doesn't match the typical look of a female country artist. Yeah, right blonde now. bombshell. Exactly. That really flouts their femininity and likes to show off with Daisy Dukes type of stuff. And with Lily Rose, she's like the complete opposite. She's really embracing a more masculine look. Mm-hmm. And I like that country is being more open to that because I like differences. I think it brings something to the music and also to the visuals when it's not the same cookie cutter every single time. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I like the movement towards something different. I do like this song, but I do think it's more pop. Yep, I agree. And I've like previously held off on giving you this song because it's so damn poppy that I'm like struggling to find country aspects to like make it fit that mold, you know? It's weird. But they do specifically say that she comes from Nashville. Like Nashville is pushing these artists. So someone in the country industry is trying to push that envelope, Mm -hmm. which is nice, right? Yeah, I'm still waiting for the day of country prog. Oh, God. Uh, It's just like the never-ending country song then? (laughs) Longer songs, actual solos, not like four (laughs) measures of barely a solo with the singer singing over it. None of that bullshit. (laughs) And odd time signatures. Oh, God. Just imagine all of the people in the crowd not being able to clap along. Yes. No. I would love it. (laughs) They can't clap along now because they're too drunk. (laughs) But I mean, the two-step dance is... The most simple dance ever because the two-step consists of three movements. I'm like, dude, the song is in four. And he's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about that. You're just, just dancing in three. Do you know I don't have to be on a specific beat? And <laughs> yeah, it was what really the hell hard. kind of dance is this? No, hard. No, it was really hard for like two drummers who are used to being on a beat. It's very oh, yeah. hard to dance and ignore the beat. Yeah, so you're dancing in a phrase of three to a song in four. In four. And he said, oh, just start whenever. You don't have to start on one. I'm like, what the hell is this, dude? Right? So this is dance designed for people with no rhythm. And the people with rhythm struggle because it needs to match the music. Yeah. And they're like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> they're like, screw the rhythm. Yeah. Um, the lyrics point to relationships. Where it's like two parties of a relationship and Lily Rose has become the bad guy in the relationship. But the stories that people have heard is just one side of the story. But she's just saying, well, I'll be the villain. Go ahead and blame me. If that makes you feel better about yourself, if that makes you feel better and going on with your life, then so be it. I'll be the villain. So it reminds me of all the judge shows that I watch. Bam, 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 bam. (laughs) There's always like three sides to the truth. There's your side their side and then the actual truth right so it's like you never fully get the complete picture by just listening to one side you need to listen to both and then usually the truth is somewhere in between yeah it could also be where she's trying to make it work between the two of them and saying that okay go ahead and blame me and let's work this out yeah i feel like i'm right but i'm just gonna let that go and try to salvage this relationship yeah i can definitely see that especially if that person is Ultimately saying that, look, the truth isn't what matters. Being right isn't what matters. What matters is what they're trying to build and the relationship that they're trying to have. Trying to put that aside for the greater good of the relationship seems to be very romantic and nice. And you should do it more and I should always be right. No. (laughs) Her use of the rhymes in her lyrics. I don't know if you picked up on it, but it's something called 
an imperfect rhyme or a slant rhyme. I don't like the way that sounds, but that's what it's called. A slant. It's a slant rhyme where it's very close, where they sound similar. But they don't truly rhyme. But they don't truly rhyme, yeah. She said, yeah, I've heard things. And then she rhymes it with lane. Mm. I'm not doing it justice. The way she twists the pronunciation makes it sound almost like they rhyme. A better example is like new and soon. Where they both have the ooh sound that rhymes. It doesn't end in N and soon ends in N, so the N's don't match. Right. So it doesn't truly rhyme, but it rhymes enough for your ear so yeah. that you don't completely reject it when you hear it. Yeah. And then she says fall and fault, night and guy, it and feeling. Okay, I fucked it up, but the way she sings it makes it kind of sound similar. So exactly like you said, you don't like, oh, well, that didn't rhyme at all. Yeah. So out of five supervillains... What would you rank this? Five being amaze balls, one being sucky balls. <laughs> oh yeah, sucky balls. <laughs> I enjoy the sucky balls. <laughs> Who doesn't? I think I will go three point seven. God damn you! And you, no, you don't. No decimal point. Three point seven out of five. No decimal points. Whole integer only. Three feels like it's too weak, so I want to give it a point seven. A four feels a little too strong. It's catchy. It doesn't sound country at all. So points to you, Lily Rose. <laughs> Dick further away you can get from country the better stop it come to rock come to pop come to prog be metal <laughs> be the first prog country star <laughs> yeah, i'm still waiting for that song is very good it's very strong you and your damn in- I like, non-integers i like pop so she really hits on the pop side and i do get your point about the way she looks is not conventional for country and that's mm-hmm. awesome that country is trying to evolve whether some of them country fans like it or not. Yeah, 3.7 out of 5. It's a good song. It does make me curious for more. So it does its job in piquing my interest. I wonder if she's going to stay in this pop realm or yeah. if she's going to dip more into her countryside or if it's going to be a mix. We'll see. Lily Rose, I'm watching you. Thank you for listening to Two Songs, One Couple. If you like what you hear and you want more, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Two songs, one couple.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you very much. Bye. Whatever helps you sleep at night, you can make me the bad guy. Make a mom believe it. If that's how you feel it, you can be the hero. I can take the fall. If that's how your story goes, say it's on my phone. What is the question? 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 What is the question?